started from the beginning. Welcome back, RSL Nation. It's your co-host of Scarf Live Podcast, Adele and the Baker. Hope you're doing well. Baker. How's it going? Are you over that six deuce buzz yet? I mean, uh it, it the, the high is still definitely definitely there. Um turns out if you if you uh, score 12 goals in a week people are going to talk a lot about you people like pe- people like MLS soccer mm-hmm. um, and and the reddits and the internets and the twitters and all that all that good stuff and and there's i don't want to call it hype because you know it, it is well deserved but there's been a lot of content being created around RSL and, and you know deservedly so it, it's you know, you definitely worry about players starting to read their own press releases, as it were. I don't think so. Well, yes, I worry about it. I don't think it's the kind of group that will do that. Just because earlier this year, we were in the heads pretty bad, or they were in the heads pretty bad, that they weren't all that good. I guess it did kind of reflect, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it in the sport there's definitely like a mental aspect to it where, where you don't necessarily want to be too confident one way and and you know reading all the all this all this press and thinking you're you're untouchable but at the same time you don't want to go into games thinking you don't deserve to be there or that, or that you know you're gonna get blown out of the water it's it's a very it's a mental game so three all three of our boys made the we uh, team of the week yeah they did well deserved absolutely I don't know how Sonny did not make it. So, for the record, the three are Damir Krylak, right? Savarino, that is correct, and Albert Rushniak. All played out of their minds. Phenomenal games. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, two more mentions: Damir Krylak, MLS Player of the Week. Yeah, I think first RSL player to win Player of the Week this year. No kidding. Well, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought you were gonna say ever, and I was gonna correct mm-hmm. you. No, and then. Um, our boy Severino, yeah, three weeks in a row. Audi, what is that? Audi Top? Spotlight, uh, player or whatever, basically, where... best performing numerically, right. uh, right, Statist- player in the statistics league. wise. He's the guy that they're pointing out as being essentially the best on that team, which is the best team of the MLS that week. Really good fantasy pick, by the way, just so you know, RSL Nation. Yeah, it, and it's worth noting that was his third week in a row. Third week in a row. That is ridiculous. So at this point, it's consistent. So the only person or the only other character who's getting anywhere near to play is the duck. Right. The it's, MLS is having some fun with that duck. As they should. I'm convinced that it's our good luck charm. So let's recap real quick. And then the, the point of this is we have two major questions to answer today. Mm-hmm. One is number nine. It's the duck. Just leave it there, right? The other major question is, with only six games left in the season, let's take a quick look forward. I think that's that's not a bad way to live. And see where we might be. And then the bonus portion we'll mention is that both of us will be in Portland for the very last game of the regular season, our last game of the regular season. We would like to invite you all out. Absolutely. The more the merrier. Come say hello. So let's get to number nine. Damir Krylak, Player of the Week. Hattrick Hero. First mm-hmm. Hattrick since Morales in Houston, I think. That's that's what people are saying. So that's the quote. 
I have been personally very critical of him not being on number nine long term, as mm -hmm. have you. Absolutely. Still think that way. Absolutely. And it it's so like you know it, it's I spent don't tell my boss, but I spent a lot of time uh, on 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 Twitter and what's then, your boss's name? Let's not worry about that. Where do you work? And the you know the RSL community <laughs> as it were, and you know the stance has been like. Oh, everyone was ragging on Demir as the number nine, and look at him now. Eat your words. Like it's it's one extreme or the other. It's either, uh, you know, oh, you hated him, therefore now you can't love him when he is successful, and that's that's just obscene. Um, I mean, it, it's we won't even get into the the, the fallacious thinking that a, a warped mind like that has to have to to really get to that conclusion. It, what conclusion is that again? I'm sorry because I'm pulling up some tweets right now. I mean, it it's it's not a one or the other. It's you can't either hate him and be critical and still not be supportive of the team when he is doing well. Like clearly, he had a fantastic game. But if if your logic is we can't be critical of him uh, when he is doing poorly or even having him as our guys, this guy is not a nine. He had a fantastic game. He's had a few really good games at that position. Uh, he is not the answer. This can't be our long-term solution. Thank you. Um, I want to take it a step further. All right. Because I had a little Twitter war. Is, is that the word? Twitter beef. A, a, a Twitter beef. I don't know why it turned into a beef. There was no beef intended at all. But I called someone out on Twitter about... Because here's what happens. Every single time... All right. This happened with Romando mm -hmm. not too long ago. Like, hey... Maybe it's time for Armando to retire because he had a few bad games. He did. This doesn't mean we don't love Romando. Correct. Right. Um, this happened with Kyle Beckerman towards the latter parts of last year. Right. And the start of this year, if we're going to be hey, man, honest. He wasn't the greatest. So, hey, the questions need to be asked. Maybe it's time for Kyle Beckerman replacement. Right. Nothing against Kyle Beckerman. I love Kyle Beckerman. I've if I ever Kyle get a tattoo... It might be a Kyle Beckerman tattoo. That's a, as you heard here, first folks. If I ever get a tattoo, it will be a Kyle, Kyle Beckerman, Beckerman tattoo. tattoo. That's, what That's I heard. not what I said. That's what I heard. <clears throat> so we did the same thing with uh, Damir Krylak earlier this year, mm -hmm. uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what did we say? We said, this is not a number nine. You look at his career. When was the last time Damir Krylak played number nine before RSL? I don't think it happened. Maybe in like middle school? Maybe. So... A few games into the number nine experiment, which was RSL Nation does not unanimously agree on much, mm -hmm. but there seemed to have been a unanimous agreement that Damir Kralak is not our number nine. Right. He's definitely not our number nine. He's definitely not our number nine. That's not even the point right now. Forward. Really. We don't need to make the argument right now. But what I was reading all over the internet, mm -hmm. especially the Twitter sphere is, oh, what will happen now is that all these people who hated on Damir Krylak are going to come out and say, hey, good job, Kamir, uh, Damir. You know, um, let me paraphrase. Things I love about winning two games in a row, scoring six goals in each. Number one, people who were calling for players, coaches, GMs, heads two weeks ago are fully on the bandwagon today. Mm -hmm. Number two, I hate LA and Colorado. I don't get that one. 
three, quack, whatever. Here's my point. We are not only okay to criticize our players, coaches, and GMs, GM, I'm assuming we only have one, when they're performing poorly, we are required by unwritten fandom scarf life law to call these shortcomings out. Because we say, dear Deloy Hansen, Damir Krylock, Kyle Beckerman, Necromando, whoever it is, we don't think you're doing the best you can be doing right now. Does not mean we dislike those. Opposite, we love them, but we love the club more. So I hate this approach of if you ever criticize anyone, that means you don't like them. Right. And and it's not even if you criticize anyone ever. It's now you are you exempt yourself from being able to love them when you do well. It, it's like having a child. I, I don't actually have any children of my own that I know of. Um, it's like having a child where we'll cut that part out where if, you know, you you scold them for, uh, you know, drawing with crayon on the walls. I hear that's a thing kids sometimes do. You can't then also be proud of them for, uh, you know, going to a rehearsal for ballet or whatever it is they end up doing. It, it's, it's, it's good, honest critique, which I think our fan base isn't necessarily the most sophisticated, but for the most part, the critique has been honest and fair where I've seen it. Doesn't exempt you from also then being able to say, Fantastic job, Demir, uh, Kyle Beckerman, Sonny. Yeah, I disagree Glad. with you on one part. I think I've I, I follow a lot of fan bases around the league. Mm -hmm. I think our fan base is actually more educated than most fan bases out there. The stuff that the uh, LA Galaxy fans are spewing right now on their pages, I mean, that stuff is embarrassing. A lot of idiots out there, yes. Um, so we have, at least on the RSL Nation page, mm -hmm. a lot of very well soccer-educated people. Yeah. Yeah, we we also cater to the diehard. I mean, let's let's be honest. I think right. I think the RSL Nation follower isn't the average fan, and I think we can need to remember that. Right. Um, and and that's neither here nor there. It's, it's it's a healthy representation at, at, of it. Sure, sure, but but it is the largest RSL fan page out there. It is, it is, and we are very proud of that fact. Grew it from basically nothing. Um, and we want to. And, you know, that's neither here nor there. To go back to the original point, it, it's to suggest that you are not able to both critique and be critical and ask for change and then not also be allowed to celebrate when things go well. That's just asinine. It's it, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's so asinine. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, we just have to get that out there. And we also have to remember one very, very freaking important part. We're all on the same damn page yeah, we are on the same team, literally. Yeah. It, it's at the end of the day, we, we want our team to do well. And and I think we just need to remember to be, not to sound too cliche or too Obama, too Obama about it, but we need to be a little nicer to each other. You know what? Yes, but also I want to keep the debate up. I Absolutely. love it. Health, like, just healthy debate do is not, good. Do not shut the debate down by, well, you criticized them two weeks ago and did really well three days ago. Therefore, you don't have a right to your opinion. No, that, that's not how it works. Right. Absolutely. All right. So back to the original point. Damir Krylak is not our number nine next year. No. And, and honestly, if that is the case, something has gone horribly wrong with our ability to scout. Or something has gone incredibly right the rest of this year. 
Uh, yeah. It, well, it, I mean, I mean, vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, if he is the number nine next year, something has gone really, really well the rest of this year. Sure. I mean, an unforeseen circumstance. It, it's I like how we play with a you know quote unquote false nine and and the the runs between Albert and Demir, and I think that's really worth exploring. That becomes predictable over time. It, it's while well, not, it's, ac- not according to the MLS armchair analyst guy matt matt doyle, uh, matt doyle he says yeah, we it's, play uh, weird unpredictable and weird yeah i mean it's it's unpredictable until there's tape on it, it it's you know ladero was unpredictable seattle wins a uh, uh an mls cup and then all of a sudden next year there's tape on the guy and everyone knows how to defend them it's you foul them a lot oh, they still <laughs> get to the final they did they did but you know definitely more predictable and and i think that's what we need to really we we need to have a quote unquote traditional number nine it is still something that the team you know i think can't be successful without long term um and and super super excited for the work the mirror is doing and 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 you know the amount of effort he's putting up i think for what it's worth kyle beckerman is you know if not this year definitely next year limited minutes i think realistically if not full-on retirement he's not showing it now i think the mirror is going to be needed in the midfield more and more i agree and that was my next point my next point is unless the mirror shows us something over the next six games which we will get into in just a second here he's got a career career's worth of games that shows him well suited to play that defensive midfield role so we went to germany I'm assuming Andy went to Germany. Let's hope so. To <laughs> Andy, if you need a companion next time, let me know. So Andy went to Germany, goes to Berlin, and mm-hmm. finds the mirror. And he's probably looking for a very specific need he needs to fill, which is the defensive midfield position. I'm not sure what his thinking was, but I'm assuming that he was looking for because he found a guy who has a career that he made on playing defensive midfield. Right. I mean, to say that the Mir's best role is in the midfield is to say that between, you know, 95 and 2007, no one at Yeka knew how to play this guy. It's to say that between 2013 and, and until he got here, no one at Union Berlin knew how to play this guy. It, it's we got to stop doing this whole players out of position thing. Okay. I agree. But it has worked out. It's yeah, worked absolutely. Out, it, it, absolutely. It, it, it's it, let me rephrase that. It has worked out really well for three weeks recently. Yes. Right. And to you know to go back to a quote I'm very fond of. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And I'm not saying. Well, I'm assuming you're not saying that we were lucky because we did out properly outplay these for guys. For sure, definitely deserve to win. Anyways, long story short, Damir number nine. That's probably the uh, solution. Has to be for the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. We hope it is not the solution next year. Let me clarify this. Not because we hate the mirror. Correct. We gotta, love. Gotta clarify. We love the mirror. Gotta clarify. love the mirror for multiple reasons, including the hat trick. Mm-hmm. But that's not his primary position. All right, let's get to our next big point, which is: Did you notice it's pretty late in the season? It kind of snuck up on me. I'll be honest with you. It did. Have you missed any games this year? I think one. One. Yeah, it was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Actually, no, it was a horrible no, one. That was a Colorado Rain a game. Tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at this very point, we are exactly six games away from rounding up our regular season. 
I have the schedule up. Mm -hmm. I think you might have the standings up. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're in fourth as things stand right now. We are in fourth as things stand. The uh, two Cascadia teams right behind us. Mm -hmm. Games in hand. Two games in hand. Luckily, we have two games against Portland and one game against Seattle. No, we don't have any games against Seattle, do we? We do not. So here's how the rest of the season reads. After a bye this week, during which, by the way, a couple of these teams have games, starting probably the day you're listening to this, which is uh, Wednesday of this week, um, we have six games. We're playing next on the 15th of September at home. So, by the way, six games, three at home, three away. Let's read through them. September 15th at home against Minnesota. September 22nd away at Atlanta. September 30th, eight days later, in Kansas City. Beloved Kansas City. Good barbecue. Horrible team. Then we're in October. Three games in October to round up the season. Two of those three are at home, and two of those three are against the same team. October 6th, we're hosting the Timbers. October 18th, we're hosting the New England um, Revolution. And then uh, October 21st, we're playing, that's a Sunday game, we're playing in Portland, Oregon mm -hmm. against the Timbers to round up the season. Now, I know the league plays another round of games, which we're not part of, so our season right. ends early, actually. It does. Which, by the way, before, after we're done, uh, we're done talking with this, we'll talk more about the game in Portland because, again, we are traveling. We're inviting everyone there. But six games left, three at home, three away. Historically speaking, it takes 50 points to make the playoffs in the West. How many points do we have right this moment? Uh, 44. 44 points. So historically speaking, if you go by historic numbers, we're about six points shy of making the playoffs mm -hmm. with six games left. Correct. So six games out of the games I just read off. What's your comfort level of us getting six points in six games? I mean, I think uh, you look at those home games and, and realistically, I... I would be shocked to get anything less than, you know, let's just say seven to be conservative there. I think two wins and maybe a potential tie. Um, Minnesota has all the makings of a classic trap game. Uh, but I think given that we ha do have, you know, assuming we overcome that mental barrier, that mental block and play the way we've been playing and use this, you know, current international break to maybe rest some guys and then get healthy in some key positions. I, I don't see us not being able to get six points. You're saying we're making the playoffs. I'm saying we're going to hit 50 points. Your tune has changed a lot over the past couple of weeks. So let me, let, let, let's just run through them mm -hmm. one by one. That's 9-15. Mm -hmm. We're hosting Minnesota. Yep. Your score prediction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 2-0 no loss. 6-1. Wow. I like it. Calling it right now. Hey, you're three here. sixes in a row, 18 goals in three games. First team in world history that's done that. We don't know that. All right. Now we're away, September 22nd on my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. In Atlanta. That's going to be brutal. Um, Atlanta turf. just lost to DC a couple of days ago. Yeah, but DC's been punching above their, their weight for the last couple games. No, last couple of games they did poorly, actually. The 
a couple of games before then they did well. Yeah. In Atlanta, any chance you see of us walking away with points? Um, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I, I'm gonna say no. I, I think it's going to be a big – first of all, it's turf because they play in an NFL stadium. I don't care what people say about how awesome Mercedes-Benz is. It's an NFL stadium, um, so we need to cut that out of the league. Hashtag no plastic fields. <laughs> um, it, it, good it's stadium, bad turf. Good stadium. I'm sure the turf is fine, but it is still turf and not grass. Neither here nor there. I, I think Atlanta United gets all three against us at home, I'll be honest. If we beat Minnesota – with the scoreline I'm predicting, we're beating them. Mm-hmm. I don't see us losing in Atlanta. I want you to be so right. And once again, I love being wrong when I speak. Well, look, this, this goes off like my prediction of the previous game. If we are beating Minnesota, I think we're beating Atlanta. Because I think Atlanta can be beat. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Mike Petke is a good enough tactician to figure that out. And if this Crylock experiment keeps working, uh, by the way, we're not going to mention this much more in this broadcast, maybe another one. It's not just the Crylock experiment. It's also the Sunny experiment. Right. Without I mean, the, Sunny the doing guy, what he's doing. Yeah. The guy has been incredible. Mm-hmm. So if that, let's just call it the Crylock Sunny, Sunny Crylock experiment. Um, if that keeps going, I think we're okay in Atlanta because I, I can totally see some of those through balls that usually get through to Martinez mm-hmm. being broken up by Sunny. I think we can beat Atlanta. Now, September 30th, we're in SKC. We are in SKC. SKC keeps up the form they're in right now. This might be one of those games where you could be taking them over in the standings. Definitely. I don't think we beat SKC in Kansas City. That's where I disagree. I think SKC's kind of kind of hurting. I think they're I don't think they're as good as they were in the first half of the year. Um I, I think we get points in SKC before we get points in Atlanta. Did you say points? Oh yeah, I think we we can beat SKC. So you so we're disagreeing on two games so far. We agree we're getting three points against Minnesota at home. You're saying we get zero points in Atlanta. I say we get three. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we get zero points in Kansas City, and you're saying we get three. Right. right. Either way, our, our net counts so far is insane. Mm-hmm. All right, we're in October. Home, Portland. Portland's so up and down right now. So up and down. So we have no idea. I'm gonna. I mean, it's it's RSL at home. It's you know Portland has has had a hard time away more or less. Um, I I think I'm gonna. It's it's still so far out that you know I don't know what Portland's gonna look like in that time. But I I think given current form, we should be able to get three points on Portland. I hope we're not um, chanting, "Hey Jeff, it's all your fault." I might be. Honestly, I don't know. Like. Quick aside comment. I don't know what RSL's love affair with that guy is. That's a side comment. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go really safe here and say we're coming off our high right now and we're going to tie Timbers at home. Okay. That's fair. Which takes us to a week later, actually, a couple of weeks later, 12 days later, mm-hmm. at home, New England. Talk about a trap game. I mean, coming off of rest, I, I would hope not. Being at home, I would hope not. Um, it, it's New England strikes me as a very beatable team at the moment. It, it, once again, it's why we play the game on the on the field and not here in these predictions or in these in these scorelines. 
I think New England should be beatable at home, especially coming off of that much rest. I agree with you with all anything that, that could. If if we're not in the position where we're beating New England at home by that point, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the playoffs. That's fair. What what's the point? That's fair. Especially at home, especially with a rest, like you said, especially you know, um, against New England. All right. right, now we get to the very last game of the season for us in Portland, 3 p.m. on a Sunday, 3 p.m. Mountain Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. If you have ever made the mistake of not calculating those correctly while being in the other time zone, we understand we have done it as well. Almost missed the Seattle game. Almost missed the whole. Kind of wish we did. <laughs> that was a 5-0 beatdown, wasn't yeah, it? This was a while ago. <clears throat> so, think thoughts. Let's recap. Both of us think we're beating Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Three points, right? Yep. We think – I think we're beating Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You think we're losing. Yep. I think we're losing to SKC. You think we're winning, mm-hmm. right? So six so points. Six points. Mm-hmm. We're both – actually, you're thinking we're beating uh, Timbers at home. I think we're tying. So let's just say like seven and a half. So seven to nine. Yep. We both think we're beating New England, uh, New England at home. So 10 to 12. Ten, yep, 10 to 12 points. Mm-hmm. But by those calculations, we're at what? 54 to 56 points? Correct. Which should be good enough for like third spot. Here is what I think happens that final day. I think we get a tie. We're sitting somewhere at like fourth. I think we get a win. uh, Or like we get a tie and we're within like striking range for like a Seattle or something. Uh, We get a win. We're safely in... Uh, fourth something like that it's i think we will be fighting for position at that point if the rest of the season goes how i'm predicting it but position means a lot position especially for an rsl side that was struggling to get points consistently on the road yeah i mean first two by week Mm -hmm. right right next two are hosting a one game playoff hosting Mm -hmm. being the key word and then excuse me the next two are traveling yeah for one game playoff i mean talk about a lot being on the line for the first round i mean absolutely it it's in that first round of of playoffs where you see it is everything yeah so we agree if i may mm-hmm. that we're making the playoffs i think given the run of these last three games I can. Man, we I, I believe. Just... I believe we are making the playoffs. I believe. I agree. I believe we're making the playoffs. But we both agree that that last game at Portland, mm-hmm. because remember, based on our predictions, we're tying or beating Portland at home earlier, right? Which, by the way, we might be a little carried away because we don't have us losing a lot of games. We don't. Between the two of us, we're losing one out of the next six games. And we're losing one and tying one, I think. Winning right. the rest. Right. Mm-hmm. No, we each think we're losing one, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think we're tying Portland at home. I don't think I had you tying anyone. Hashtag optimism. Optimism. So that this is an optimistic one, but I think this puts us at like 54 to 56 points before the Portland game, right? Mm-hmm. So after the Portland game, we're looking at like 57 to 59 I think that's a little optimistic. So that means even by our optimistic projections, we can afford to drop a few points here and there, right? Turn a win into a tie or turn one of our uh, ties into a loss, and we'll still be okay because I I, I don't see why 50, more than 52 or 53 shouldn't get you to the playoffs this year. 
I, I think it all depends on what those Cascadia teams do with their games in hand. I, I think obviously that that changes that, that that dynamic. And Seattle is at this point it's not a hot streak. They're just good. Yeah. No, the the, the eight in a row. Eight in a row. That's not a streak. Right. All right. Well, so we agree. Long story short, in Portland last if we're sitting at fifty four mm-hmm. predictions. If we're sitting at fifty four. And let's say actually probably second or third at that point, right? No way. Okay. Whatever uh, it is, say. I I think if we are sitting at fifty four before the Portland game starts. Yep. I think maybe we manage to get a tie and we get like that. It's going to be the fourth or fifth. And I think we're going to be watching Decision Day with bated breath, praying that whoever is playing Seattle beats them. So it's Seattle. I think so. I think Seattle's gunning for folks. And I think that might be us that they're gunning for. Well, they are gunning for us at three points with two games in hand behind us. So there's that. All right. RSL Nation, you heard it here first. Luckily, both of us and a, an army of people will be in Portland on that faithful day, the Lord's Sunday, as they call it. <laughs> um, join us. Cheer with us. Let's duck it out. Uh, have some fun with it. Any closing thoughts? Hey, it's, uh, it's, it's time to start putting up points. I think it's, I think it's time to be friends. Wow. That's all I'm saying. I like it. Let's just be friends. I like it. There's no need. We're all on the same team. Keeping it classy. Good night, good day, good morning, RSL Nation. Talk to you soon.